0: All right, could this be, is it really, another edition, another episode number four of and Smack with Bob and Jack. Jack Windsor. How was your weekend, brother?
1: It was super fantastic. It went fast. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, had a, we had a move to navigate over the weekend, and uh, of course all eyes were still on election results and some stuff going on around the state of Ohio, and uh, it was just crazy nonstop feel like I'm ready for another if weekend.
0: If your house burns down and your dog dies in it, are you still going to say you're super fantastic?
1: I will always be super fantastic. <laughs> I am upright. I am healthy. But what if the dog um, isn't?
0: Well, what hey. if the dog's smoldering? Well, you know. You're still super fantastic. We'll put the, I love the atmosphere. We'll, we'll put the
1: dog in a, in a box. We'll bury the dog. We'll, we'll have uh, we love the optimistic a celebration of the that dog's really life,
0: and then we'll move on. But it just makes me laugh whenever you say super <laughs> You like
1: the sweatshirt? You like the hoodie? I, I really like it. I really appreciate the, the So I hope everybody can too. see
0: this. Uh, I can't exactly tell what the uh, camera angle is, but hope everybody can see. Oh, that one. Where's Which one? Go over this way. You can see it better? How about now? There we go. There it is. Let's, go, Let's Brandon. go, Brandon. Now, the unique thing about this story, or this uh, unique unique story, rather, about the uh, hoodie. On the O, on the, before uh, the N and Brandon, it's the Ohio I Voted sticker. Because I wore this hoodie to vote in. Uh, when I voted, I voted a week early on a Saturday at the Board of Elections with my wife. And we met there because she was coming from somewhere else and I was coming from home. And so we met at the Board of Elections and I got out of the truck and she didn't even notice it because she hates when I wear this in public because it inevitably is going to get a reaction from somebody. And my wife is as conservative as the day is long. It's what I love about her. One of the many things I love about her, she's as conservative and Republican as the day is long, but she doesn't like to get into the confrontations. You know, mm. the only people like she likes to argue with are me. So
1: but just, so, yeah. so, so, so she's modest is what you're saying. Okay, In addition fair. to being conservative. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah.
0: she is that too. So um, she didn't notice it because she was got out and she had like a big story to tell me. And As we're walking up toward the, uh, the Board of Elections, uh, we get stopped by somebody who goes, dude, I love the hoodie. And my wife looks down and she goes, oh my God, I didn't even know you had that on because she, she just didn't catch it. And she was embarrassed. And I said, what's the problem? She goes, they're not going to let you wear that in there because as you know
1: what? What's the rule? You cannot have any politically affiliated uh, garb on to go
0: right. vote. You're not, had, not, not allowed to have a vote uh, Vance or a vote. You know ryan or any of those kind of things but i said let's just find out i said because and she just didn't want to be there if i was going to get, get into a into a thing with any of the election workers right and i said what exactly does this say i'm voting for who does this how is this politically motivated in any way and she said everybody knows what that means and I said, maybe they do and maybe they don't. And maybe my son has a championship football game in, in two hours. He plays for the uh, Leary Youth Football League, and he's the quarterback, and I'm supporting my son, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. And I'm going to make that argument if I have to. And you know what? Uh, she was wrong about one thing. Nobody knew what it meant. Or if they did, nobody said a word. I got in there. I was just chatty. They were friendly. They were nice. Everybody was cool. Nobody said one word about Let's Go Brandon. However, the reason I knew she was freaked out about it is because since I got it last winter, um, and thank you to Medina GOP, by the way. Medina County GOP gifted this to me when I went there to speak at McFan one day. And I went over to the headquarters there, and they said, we've got something for you. And ever since I got it, by the way, I can't wear it anywhere without getting responses. And not one negative no kidding everyone nobody says what's that nobody says f you nobody says whatever it's just like love that where'd you get that love your sweatshirt love your hoodie well let's look and point and go you know and i don't care if i'm in sam's club i don't care if i'm in drug mart i don't care if i'm on a street car everybody who sees it loves it so mine's I a little more i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with it and wear it in to vote in i did and there's my little, there's I, little I, I voted thing yep.
1: Mine's mine's a little more incognito than yours <laughs> I have, a, I have a shirt that I received as a, as a gift. I think it was a birthday gift last year with the Swedish chef. Do you remember the Swedish <laughs> chef? I do. Okay. And so it just reads, Ferk Gerberden. I'll let you do the math I've on that seen that there. online. And I so, think I've seen that now. Yeah, it's a, gra- it's a cartoon graphic. That's right. And yeah. so my language is clear and clean, by the way. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, so mine's so a little more mine. incognito. I've worn it out twice. So is mine. They chant something. this at
0: NASCAR races. <laughs> According to one NBC reporter. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we're having a little fun here, and why the hell not? Um, we're still trying to make sense out of what happened a week ago. Tomorrow. Yep. Jack, my, you know, my big thing is how the hell are we not done counting when the election was one week ago tomorrow? Right. How the hell did we start the day today? And I haven't looked this afternoon, but when I was doing my radio show in the morning. Um. The uh, tote board said 211, no, 212 to 204 in the House, 212 with 19 races still undecided. And I just went on a bit of a rant on on the air. How in the hell are they still counting 19 votes, uh, districts' votes? It just makes no sense whatsoever. And I don't know where it is now. Is it still there?
1: So actually, I'm going to make this a point. All right. I I would say I mean I'm not politically brilliant but I'm, I'm politi- I politically politically I have a pulse right You're savvy I don't know if I'm savvy I don't savvy. know about all that all right. But my point is let me ask you this question off the top of your head we're 6 days in right Mm-hmm. What's, what's the count in the United States House? Do you know?
0: Well, like I said, this morning, it was 212 to 204 is what they were listed but you don't as know. called races. But you don't know. But we don't know. Okay.
1: So I can go to Decision Desk HQ, and they have it 215 to 201. Republicans, if you go to 538, they actually have it 212 to 206 now. <laughs> this is my
0: point. Fox we is pay attention. The, Fox is the one that was 212 to 204 as of this morning, by the way. So and so there's Democrats picked numbers,
1: up though. two more. Potentially depending two more seats. the Right. And if you're looking at that Arizona, you know, House District six, that one is like getting smaller by the day. The New York Times called the race for the Republican out there in, uh, on Friday. And now all of a sudden it looks like the Democrat may take ground. My whole point is you pay close attention and we still have no clue.
0: Right.
1: And, you know, we've talked a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Arizona, though, because I. I there are a lot of places, but Arizona is one of those places, again, where you go, I've seen this movie before. What the hell's going on? I talked with uh, Frank LaRose's office today, and um, I, I, I make, make sure I come back. There's a point I want to make about Frank LaRose, There's a point I want to make about Matt Dolan and languaging. But uh, I would digress. Let me, let me stay on, on task here. So in Arizona, I said, you know, what the hell's going on out there? And and here's what they said. They said, Arizona doesn't appear to use machines that open envelopes. They do it by hand. Okay, so here. here. Get machines. Get machines. That's number one. Um, They allow people to drop off ballots at each voting location on Election Day. This adds an additional step of transportation to the collection. Uh, A third of the ballot printers failed on Election Day in Maricopa County.
0: Um, Yeah, they said uh, ran out of paper and ran out of ink. How does that happen? You know the election is coming. You know the date. You've known it for two years. And you're telling me you don't have all of the the, the, uh, voting uh, precincts stocked with paper and ink in the in the in the uh, in the printers are you kidding me these are these sound like the people who go what do you mean my check bounced i still have ch- i still have checks in what the check register it sounds like jack is people who aren't still counting they're trying to figure out how many more they need to manufacture 70. how many more do we have to need to manufacture to get the outcome we wanted well, and 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 the fact that it's not just Maricopa County but like i said 19 districts still waiting well let's and this is where i want it so
1: 70% increase in ballot drop offs on election day and so LaRose's office said, well, while we're certainly not saying that delays mean something nefarious is going on. I am. These, isu- these issues enable conspiracy theorists to claim otherwise. Um, 88% counted five days after election is malpractice, brought on by lack of preparation. These election workers are working their butts off, but their hands are tied by rules that cause delays. Now, let me just say this. I don't know, and we'll talk, I, I don't want to, you know, dump on you what I really think right now but um, why okay well let's go there we're
0: talking smack it's the name of the damn show well let's talk let's, some smack dump it out okay so all of it.
1: I'm not even saying that there's anything nefarious or illegal going on
0: what I'm saying is I am uh, maybe not illegal I can't prove that nefarious I absolutely can simply because we're six days in there's no advanced country in the world that does this Everybody else gets done counting the night of the damn election. And the fact that it's not done the day, day after the night of the damn election or the day after the day after the day, night of the damn election, but six days now and still no end in sight mm. is, is, is the, the hallmark of a banana republic. I'm sorry. I'm saying it's nefarious. Go ahead. Well,
1: OK. So d- depending on how you define nefarious, is it intentional? <laughs> is, it, is it meant for something that you know seems one way on the outside and differently on the inside? Perhaps. I'll give you that. But the point is, here we are. And we're already using these words again: conspiracy theorists, election deniers. Right? I just read an, an email um, from Matt Dolan to the 88 state central, or excuse me, uh, 88 uh, Republican county chair people around the state of Ohio. And you know, uh, it seems like he's going to announce. But that's not the point of my saying that. My point in saying that is that he starts using the term again: election deniers and conspiracists. So it's a little bit troubling to me that the moment somebody stands up and says, I have a problem with that. Republican leaders are saying, well, you know, these are election deniers, these are conspiracy theorists. No, they're not. They're people who are going, we've put a man on the moon, we have uh, DNA technology that allows us to solve a a murder 30 years ago, and we have connectivity all over the world, we have Google, we do things that are just beyond comprehension 30 years ago, but we can't figure out a damn election within seven days. That's a problem. And, oh, by the way, these elections that get slow-rolled, where you know, they slow, intentionally stop the counts or slow yeah. the counts, they just always tend to
0: go for they the They invariably favor one party, so, look, which is my point, why I say it's nefarious.
1: I'm not saying that, that they're fixed. I'm not saying it's illegal. I'm saying I think that there is something going on, and we're going to talk about that next. But I think it's irresponsible to say to people who have this gut reaction, like, why the hell can't we figure this out and get this done before you know, a well, week what, goes what by? What they're telling
0: people to do, Jack, is just be slaves to groupthink and just do what you're told and believe what you're fed. Don't question anything. And you know what? If you don't question anything, if we haven't questioned anything throughout the history of this republic, do you know we would still be in the god darn dark ages? I mean, see, I mean politically and metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. Of, of course we're allowed to question things. I, forget about where... Don't forget about it because it's it's infuriating, the fact that we have all of these seats that you know haven't been decided yet. But just consider where we are: the fact that it's either two eleven to two ten or whatever the hell you just said those different ones are. The Democrats weren't supposed to be in the ballpark; they weren't supposed to be anywhere near the the lead in the House. And that but wasn't y- you and me; that wasn't
1: Clay Buck; that was no. five thirty eight. Well, not just five thirty eight; that was, that was
0: everybody. And this is something else. I apologize to the radio audience for the redundancy, but this is what every polling service in America found, that it's going to be either a really, really solid and good-sized Republican majority in the House and maybe a two- or three-seat majority in the Senate, or it's going to be the tsunami we talked about, a 40-seat uh, you know, advantage or 50-seat advantage in the House and a, a five-seat uh, you know, majority in the, in, the, in the Senate. Everybody, I have looked... I can't find one, and I'm talking about all of them, the ones that lean left, the ones that lean right, the ones that don't Gallup, uh, you know, NBC, uh, New York Times, ABC, Washington Post. I've looked at all of them. Nobody predicted that the the Democrats were going to win. None. Zero. And yet here they are on the cusp of winning, which means all of those polling services aren't worth a, a, a pile of crap. And Jack, they make their money on their accuracy. If they if they put out polling and, and the results that they pro, uh, uh, their their prognostications are so far off from what reality is, guess what happens next cycle? Nobody nobody commissions them to do polling. That's right. They only get paid when they get commissioned to do polling if their history says we're good at it.
1: That's right. And
0: and because because that's how campaigns and parties decide how much money to spend on races. Here's what the polls show, and these have been very accurate historically. So therefore, well if 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 they make their money being accurate and all of them said the Republicans were going to win a resounding victory, and they were all wrong, then something really, really strange is going on here. How did they all just end up sucking at, at getting accurate results? Uh, number one, or number two, is there something going on?
1: Well, what did they miss, right? That is the question. What did they miss? We have to mm-hmm. figure that out. I think we'll determine it. I think, I think it will come to the surface. But you know,
0: So like, you think they did all just suck, no, and they all missed something, no. all of them?
1: Look, Because by, I, by, I by your response, that think, that's
0: what you're saying. And no, I'm thinking, I, I don't think they missed. I think cheating happens all over this doggone country. Well, look, and I think the look, Democrats are weaponizing mail-in voting. You can't I think they're weaponizing ballot, ballot harvesting. You
1: can't go through elementary school without seeing cheating. You can't go through the NFL without the Patriots letting air out of a football. You know, everybody's angling for an advantage. And it, it is absolutely irresponsible. That was my point to earlier. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely irresponsible. For someone to go, it's gaslighting, is what it is. You know, this doesn't add up in your mind. But damn it, if you say anything about it, you're a conspiracist and you're, you're an election, election denier. denier. And okay. election okay. deniers,
0: by the way, are a threat to democracy. Right. If you question, and that's it, coming from Republicans. And that's only, by the way, if it's the Republicans doing the election questioning slash denial, because now, they did it in 2000 and they did it mostly after Hillary lost in 2016. And then again with the whole Stacey Abrams and the garbage in 2020. They they still th- or 2018. I mean, they still said uh, uh, that that uh, uh, the elections were fixed and that these people were non-legitimate and so forth. But their, their election denialism doesn't threaten democracy. Only well, when it happens but, on the but, 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 side. But,
1: you know, there's, there's a whole series of things we can talk about. What gets denied is that big tech absolutely interfered in the 2020 elections. Big tech interfered again in these elections. Mm-hmm. I have Facebook messages I can show you from our news outlet that, where they said, between this date and this date, you cannot publish this type of content or you cannot boost it. To me, that's called suppression. That is, and, and that's not, I'm not, you can't deny that. That is a reality. Go back to the Time Magazine article that Molly Ball wrote about 2020. But listen, we're getting in the weeds. We're getting into the past. I don't want to do that. Here are some really simple things that we're going to have to talk about. Number one, um, every state has their own rules, as they should, because that's how this country works. Sure. But if you want to talk about voter disenfranchisement, then... Do some really simple blocking and tackling things that are going to restore trust in the system. Number one, count mail-in ballots first. Don't wait. Don't open them with you know a letter opener. In some states too. By, by the way, some do. Yeah. But I know Ohio does, and I think that's fantastic. And and by the way, Ohio has results quickly, and it appears that there are low margins of error. That's fantastic. Are there things that Ohio does that other states can do? I think so. And one of those things is let's, let's, count those, let's count those mail-in ballots early. Now, one of the things that you hear a lot is, hey, we need to show up on the day of the election. We need to have our ID. We need to vote that day. Very limited absentee ballots and no by the end of the night. Look, that would be like a football coach saying today three yards in a cloud of dust we're going to run the football we're not going to pass the football because when you pass the football one good thing can happen and two bad things can happen you can throw an interception there can be an incompletion or you can complete the pass right that camel's nose is already under the tent and the camel is fully under the tent if you're a republican you have to stop believing that you can't be strategic the way that the democrats are strategic not illegally I'm saying legally, do they harvest ballots? Depending on what that term means, do well, they, yes. do they go yes. out and get Just ballots, and truth. Truth. do they take them? If if yes. you can do that legally as a Republican, you better up your game by about forty years because you're getting crushed at that. Yeah. So instead of worrying about getting expelling the camel from the tent, and I'm first of all, I would be a huge proponent of making sure that there is a universal voter ID. I think that makes sense. I think we should have the results by the end of the night or into the next morning. Now, do we get all month to vote? Hey, if that camel's already in the tent, then let's have election month. But you know what? Let's make sure that if you're on the right side and you're pissed off that the Democrats are doing it this way, why, why are you still running the ball and not passing? So the point is, I think Republicans have to get better at blocking and tackling. Are there things that go on that are illegal? Hey... Probably. But you know what? I'm going to be an election denier. I'm going to be a conspiracist. You're going to be election denier. You're going to be a conspiracist. But it just does not make sense to me that every time we see one of these races slow rolled, a Democrat. Okay, That
0: was a very long way of just saying that the Republicans need to start doing what the Democrats do. That's the bottom line. Legally. Well, You're saying they do it illegally. I would never purport that. I would never promote the no, idea. No, I didn't that you say do, didn't say do illegal. it illegally. I said harvest ballots legally, just like they do. But they you go- said Democrats do it
1: illegally, and I'm just <clears throat> I'm saying no. Don't ever go that. Well,
0: route. well, but but as as far as um, and I couldn't help but laugh because of all of your mixed metaphors. You got camels intense blocking and tackling and sticking their nose underneath and then passing the ball. My, is my mind is a crazy, <laughs> confused, beautiful place. <laughs> your Bob. mind is a crack house. Um, so, <laughs> um. No, um, bottom line, and I was talking about this with Jim Jordan this morning, too, and also with Wayne Allen Root, and and, and the bottom line is, yeah, we have liked to – uh, we've been, we've been the party that has said you know all of this newfangled BS is not our style. There's an election day historically. There's been an election day, not an election month. We show up and turn out on an election day, and we show up with our IDs and so on and so forth. We don't need to do this stuff. We vote in person. We don't need to vote by mail. Universal mail-in balloting, that's crap. And you know no no excuse uh, um, absentee request that's crap. And we vote crap. We vote in person. And I think it made us feel good. I know I did because I feel like we're doing it right. But the reality is, as as you're pointing out and we're pointing out, is they're beating us. By having early, you know, 30 days in advance, and they're voting 30 days before election day, no matter whether they've seen a uh, a debate or not, whether they really have an idea where the candidates stand or not, whether or not something breaking is going to happen in the last week before the election, where we find out that somebody was, you know, committing a, a, you know multiple felonies, and you've already voted for him, and you can't take it back now. So, you know, they have embraced um, the the early voting nonsense and they have embraced the mail-in voting and the ballot harvesting like we haven't so bottom line is we can't go back we're never going to pull back the the, the month long of, of early voting and say we're only going to go to one day because they're going to call that voter suppression they're going to call that disenfranchisement it's never going to come back again and if it isn't going to come back again rather than just saying well that's still how the dems do it we're going to do it our way and vote on election day we're just asking to lose more let me so ask the bottom question line on is, that let's 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 start doing things the way the opponent who is beating us do them. And and that, and you know what, I will not feel bad about it one bit. I will do what it takes to win, because the country winning, surviving, enough for me to pass on to my kids and eventual grandkids is more important to me than saying, well, boy, I feel virtuous because I waited until election day to vote and so did everybody else. Meanwhile, here come Hundreds of thousands of early voting ballots and mail-in ballots that are being counted after it's all over with. And they always, like you said, when they slow roll it, it always goes to the Democrats. Isn't I'm that tired crazy? I'm tired of
1: it. Well, and so, by the way, you know, there's a strategy. Well, hey, we, we, don't, we don't count the mail-in votes early. Well, you know, that could be a self-serving mechanism for nefarious behavior it is so but t- let me go back to when you talk about we saw voter 2020 when you look at maricopa county you look at places in arizona you look at michigan uh you look at georgia do you think that there are any conservatives republicans who didn't go to the polls because they think my vote isn't going to mean a damn anyway
0: why go pull the lever probably Probably. Well, we talked about this. What was the overall turnout nationwide,
1: 38%? 38%. Now, in Ohio, I think it was about 50%. Was right. fantastic was fantastic.
0: But, but here's what we've got. <clears throat> and I don't want to run through the whole litany again, but we've got record high gas prices. We have 40-year high inflation. We have double-digit spiking crime that is, often, cases decades high in most major American cities. We've got a wide-open southern border, which brings, which makes us very, very, uh, puts us in jeopardy in terms of national security. We got record amounts of drugs crossing the border, record amounts of gangs, record amounts of cartel members, record amounts of human traffickers. All of this is happening, and 38 percent of the people come out to say, "I want to stop that." Are you kidding? I don't buy that either. I don't buy any of it, especially given the fact that, again, every polling service had the wave coming. Let, so, me,
1: add, let me add fuel to that fire. Um, keep going. But I, I want to share something with you that I think.
0: <clears throat> well, if I keep going, I'm going to start cussing, and I don't want to do that yeah, even though we it's don't, a podcast. We, we... <laughs> you know what's funny is, is once I, uh, once we started doing a podcast, I'm bound by the FCC when I do my radio show to not you know uh, drop, drop bombs, so to speak. Uh, and I thought, okay, wait till I get on the internet. I still can't do it. I, still, I mean you know i I'm just trying to be I'm trying to have a little bit of decorum, a little bit of dignity uh, and fight things the right way, so I'm not going to do it, but I'll tell you what if you let me go too much further I will start to drop those bombs um, but but the bottom line here is as I said, I think it's time to stop you know here's 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 the best analogy since you like to do a bunch of metaphors. I'll just give you this one. it's like fighting a boxer fighting by the the Marquis of Queensberry rules. No rabbit punches. Break on the, you know, no punching on the on the break and in the clinches and all this other stuff. It's like fighting by, you know, the rules uh, of the ring, and the other guy is hitting you with a two by four with a nail on the end of it. And, And it's like, well, yeah, that's not allowed. Too bad. Smack. You can't do that. Too bad. Smack. That's against the rules. Too bad. Smack. Well, guess what? When I'm laying on the ground in a heap, um, they've won. Uh, do I feel better about the fact that I didn't cheat and that I didn't fight in the, in in the manner that they did, uh, or am I just am I on my way to the hospital now, hoping to survive? Well, that's what's happening to our country. They're be- they're beating us with 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 two by fours with nails coming out of the end of them, while we're sitting there trying to say, hey, let's only vote on election day, and hey, let's only vote uh, with voter ID. You know, and it's just not working. We're we're, we're getting our butts kicked on it. And so, by the way, we, I also a... want to point out one other thing too. Just to reiterate what I said on Wednesday, the day after the election, we haven't quote gotten our butts kicked. We haven't done what we wanted to do. Not even close. But we're still in a fight. Again, let's go back to the boxing metaphor, and we're still waiting for the next be- the bell to ring for the next round. You notice they don't have a mandate. You notice they didn't win four or five Senate Senate seats, and they didn't actually keep control yet of the House. Do you think so? They we're will? still there. I'm tired of trying to predict because I don't trust them. And I don't trust the outcomes of anybody that's slow rolling this. If we needed, like I said, as of this morning, we needed six more. That's on the Fox count. They had 212 to 204. We needed six more to get the majority. They needed uh, 14 more. Do I think we should get to six before they get to 14? Yeah. But I'm tired of making predictions that are wrong about that. But the point is we're, we're neck and neck and we haven't gotten knocked out. So we're still in the fight. Go ahead.
1: So there are there are things. Right. And oftentimes you have these little isolated incidents. They call them, uh, you know, just outliers. Right. It's anecdotal evidence. But um, someone sent this to me today. And I think it's really interesting because it it goes to the heart of what we're talking about. It goes to the heart of voter confidence. D.C. Drano, uh, I believe, tweeted this out. And it it it, uh, shows it would have been uh, November 13th. So it actually would have been yesterday, last night. At about 8.56 p.m., um, Kimberly Yee is, is uh, the winner of uh, the treasurer's seat in Arizona. Have you, have you heard of Kimberly Yee no. before, Bob? Uh, I hadn't either, but Kimberly Yee uh, received 1.299 million votes, almost 1.3 million votes. What does that mean? Nothing without something to compare it to. Carrie Lake.
0: I knew that's where you were going before. I've never even heard of this treasurer, but I knew where you were going. Go
1: 1.185 million votes. So, the treasurer got almost 1.3 million votes. Kerry Lake got 1.1 million votes. Now, somebody who says ballot harvesting is going on, if that was reversed, if if uh, you know Kerry Lake was the Democrat and had that high number of votes, because we saw that in the 2020 election, you'd go, Oh, okay, so what they did was they made sure that the candidate that they wanted to get elected, that whoever was voting, hey, just at least vote for this this ballot, or excuse me, this position. But it's the opposite. You have almost 1.3 million votes for the treasurer and 1.1 million votes for the, the governor. Republican who's running for governor. Now, there was there's a, apparently a, a dump of, of votes, but... How do you explain that? Those are the things that you just go, okay, all the polls are saying this, right? And oh, by the way, Kimberly Yee blew it out of the water. Yeah. But now Carrie Lake doesn't. And she's not even getting.
0: Yeah. That's why I have no problem using the words like nefarious and uh, and cheating and dirty and everything else because I'm just tired of not calling a spade a spade. And that's exactly what's going on here. It's just, um, there's no other way. And the only way to fix it, as I said, is to start voting the way they vote, start using and embracing early balloting. I saw some, I don't know if I could pull up my Twitter or not right now, but I saw some people, I retweeted some people today were saying, it's just the bottom line is it's time. It's time to do it their way. It's time to, but ballot harvest. It's time if you've got, you know, old people in your neighborhood and you know that they're conservative minded, but they just can't get out and they don't go vote, you go to their houses, you take them an absentee ballot, you have them fill it out and you take it to the poll and you drop it off for them. And you do exactly what the Democrats are doing because again, the future of the country Demands it.
1: So uh, let me give you a consistent analogy. You'll be really happy that I simplified this for you. If you're a Browns fan, all you heard <laughs> for several weeks was run the ball, Kevin, right? Well, if you're a Republican, don't run the ball. Pass the damn ball, right? Yeah. Stop with the old rule. Stop with <clears throat> doing it th- the way that it used to be done. A cloud of dust thing. Three, no, that's
0: a good. That's a good. Pass
1: the ball. Get yeah. up
0: to speed. <clears throat> all that's right. Uh, enough of that for now, um, Jack. We want to talk about something that happened today which I found to be very interesting and very important. Uh, there was an Ohio Board of Education meeting today in which some very surprising things happened. As a matter of fact, I won't use the name of the person who sent this to me, but their description I thought was very interesting and apropos. The ground shook today. For those who don't know, just super brief, because don't want to. We, we only have another half hour of our episode left. Um, the Shea resolution, uh, which is extraordinarily important, um, Brendan Shea, member of the school board, is trying to get the rest of the school board to agree to uh, um, have our superintendent of schools send a message to all the school districts in Ohio saying we do not support a change in Title IX. Anything you hear from the federal government changing Title IX, telling you that biological males who say they're girls are actually girls and deserve Title IX protection, uh, do not do that. We do not want you to follow that. That. Federal guidance, so uh, that's what the Shea resolution basically said. the The leftists on the board didn't like it. They offered their own resolutions, and they basically tried to water his down so much to the point that it's not even uh, it's not even relevant anymore. So I get this message today from a former, in fact, two former board members. Bob, in case you didn't hear, the Earth moved this morning, and the Executive Committee approved the amended Mike Toll amendment, which is. Essentially, as close to the original Shea Amendment as, as they could possibly get, and it will go to a full board vote tomorrow afternoon during the voting. Mm. Then there is a link to the um, to the approved version, which does indeed sound very very similar to the Shea Amendment. Uh, I said, "Wow, do you think that this will get passed by the full board?" "Quote: I'm pretty optimistic that this will get approved by the full board tomorrow. I'll keep you posted." But, and this is why I said, Jack, and when we spoke earlier today. We need to do this on, on uh, talking Smack tonight because the timing matters here. Constituents can email any and all Ohio Board of Education members plus the governor's office to give support now and until they vote, which will probably be towards the evening tomorrow. Specifically, pressure needs to be put on Tim Miller, who is a DeWine appointee on that board, by the way. And he's been one of the most hardcore anti-Shea Resolution guys in the commentary that he has made. He just basically wants to surrender Title IX, surrender girls, surrender their competitive you know, opportunities and private spaces and so forth. But Tim Miller and um, Martha Manchester are the two most outspoken opponents yeah. of this and so bottom line is, moms, dads, anybody right now listening, you've got little girls in school, and particularly if they're going to be athletic and, and want some opportunities in, in, in your uh, 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 athletic fields and then also some privacy and showers away from biological males and so forth, contact every Ohio Board of Education member. Focus on Miller and Manchester tonight. Just get online right now and do a little search. I won't say Google. I don't Google. Do a little search and find yourself the uh, email addresses for every member of the Ohio Board of Education. Swamp them tonight so that tomorrow morning when they go into the next meeting, they are reading those well, and going, holy crap. Well, you This know, is what the people want.
1: Here's, here's what's going on. There, there are some people who are going to speak in, in opposition to this, and you're going to hear word, words like intolerant. Uh, I, I believe that Tim Miller actually called Brendan Shea's resolution a bad idea. Now, uh, Toll's amended resolution, I, my understanding is it eliminates some of the legalese in Brendan Shea's resolution. But let me just, I want to read a couple of these to you. Not the whole thing, because it's pretty is long. Is this a
0: part of the Toll resolution? It,
1: yes. The, the toll of, I mean? The concept of education rests on the notion that there are things we can know. There are objective facts, even absolute truths. Biological sex is one such objective scientific I think that was fact. in the
0: original Shea. It that, was. That, that's a Shea And then line. it
1: goes on, and it's longer. But that, that should be included in the told. And how,
0: who can object to that?
1: Well, people who are, if you do, you're intolerant. Because, I mean, uh, well, you saw the tweet last week. Was it was it Manchester uh... that was pontificating my goodness i didn't know that there were all of these uh... sexual genders well there's not there's there's biological sex there's there's two Now there are outliers right there's some born with both parts but you can count those on on one hand or two hands
0: probably. well yeah but that doesn't change anything there are also people born with six fingers but if you ask somebody how many fingers a human being has the answer is five there are also people who are born conjoined. But you ask somebody if a person's body has one head or two, the answer is one. Yes, there are physical uh, uh, birth defects that happen. That does not change the basic human biology that says you are male or you're female. By chromosomal science, biological science, anatomical science, physiological science, all science.
1: That's right. And, and sex is not arbitrarily assigned at birth. But it. Rather, it identifies an unchangeable fact. That's what this resolution says. That's correct. It goes on and says that denying the reality of biological sex destroys foundational truths upon which education rests and irreparably damages children. It then talks about Biden's Title IX changes. We've spent a lot of time talking about those. Those Title IX changes that try to. Uh, put under the umbrella or put into the tent, gender ideology and sexual preference. Well, they there races,
0: women f- and girls. It says women and girls don't exist.
1: Well, what it does is it actually contradicts the the Title IX law on its face, which and protects girls. Which Yost protects spent girls. Thirty-three pages. 30 Thirty-three pages. But I'm just I'm just I'm just trying that. to crystallize this. Protect, this. I'm trying to crystallize
0: girls. Protect it protects. Well, Title well, IX was created to protect girls, girls and women and, and women to give them equal opportunities. Right. By by saying boys who play dress-up can count themselves as girls and now take over girl stuff, it essentially says real girls don't exist. A girl is whatever somebody it's decides in their head they want her to subjective.
1: be. It's, it's, it's a a subjective. It's, it's a personality title. A, yeah, a it's a
0: personality type is what it is. So it and does that, so, so it violate that.
1: It violates that law on its face. Yes. It, 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 and then we don't even get into the whole issue of the privacy and how important that is. But this also uh, includes such things as allowing kids to socially transition at school. This resolution says that under those proposed rules, actions such as uh, a student or staff member using um, their preferred pronoun is something that can happen without parental notice or consent. And Bob, that is happening. Of course it is. And so the essence of the resolution really is that, that biology is biology, and that teaching against that biological fact is harmful to kids, that Title IX protects women and girls, and that incorporating Biden's Title IX changes it violates that law. It hurts kids, and by the way, it tramples parents and rights. and
0: strips parents of their rights. I think it's time to go to the visual aids, Bruce McPee, spinning them dials over there. Bruce, That's Bruce
1: over there. He's fantastic. Super. Let fantastic. us
0: let us let us pop up. I found today just because I was scrolling Twitter a handful of tweets from the NEA, for those who don't know the National Education Association, the largest uh, uh, teachers union in America. This is one of their two feeds. They have the NEA feed and then they have the NEA Today feed. And I pulled a handful of those because I wanted to talk about them on uh, Smack. Because I want you to know exactly what we are fighting and who we're fighting when you run through everything you just ran through, Jack, that the, Ray, the, the Shea resolution and the Toll amended resolution is intended uh, to fight. So this is the first. These are in random order. Let's read it together here. I've got to turn myself around. Doing the hokey pokey. Uh, together, families and educators are an essential team for advocating for the resources and opportunities all students need out out of touch billionaires however or not betsy devos the former education secretary by the way had the best response there which you can see at the bottom you misspelled parents because it's not something that families and educators together are supposed to be doing teachers or educators are supposed to do what jack what are they supposed to do
1: they're supposed to teach reading math reading the writing the things that science. parents can't teach Right.
0: Right. I mean, right. bottom line. My
1: job, my job is to raise my daughter according to my religious beliefs, to instill to values, the, the moral compass that I have and that I want her to have. That's my damn and job. And it's
0: your job to tell your daughter or to talk to your daughter about sex, when you feel it's appropriate to talk about sex, sexuality, sexual orientation, sexual identity. But that's what the teachers' unions are trying to co-opt here, and that's what this is about. Let's move to the next one. NEA today. Students can't learn if they're distracted by the grumble in their bellies. Universal school school meals work. Now if you're thinking, Bob, I know you're talking smack here, but what's wrong with that? I- Wow. And I'm going to tell you. Do you know why? You know what I'm going to say?
1: Well, they're they're going to try to take away school funding unless you agree with their propaganda.
0: Exactly. NEA today, why aren't you on the phone with the education secretary, Miguel Cardona, and with the secretary of agriculture, and with the Biden uh, White House, saying to them, you can't pull kids' school lunch money funding because school districts don't want to put boys and girls' locker rooms shower rooms and on their teams because that's what they're threatening to do not yet not yet bruce i'm going to stay focused on the first one the existing one people don't know that jack they're literally threatening to starve out impoverished kids saying hey ohio and all states if you don't change title IX to include boys who like makeup and dresses and say i'm a girl and put them on in, in girl status and as you say let them transition without mom or dad noticing if you don't accept all of that, we're pulling your school lunch money so that the kids starve. Here's the NEA saying we can't let our kids starve. And then why aren't you fighting for the kids by telling the, the, the Federal Department of Education to, to, to knock this crap off on because it's not I?
1: about the kids. It's about the agenda.
0: It's about power and the agenda. Yes. Exactly. Okay, next one. NEA Today tweeting. Come on. There it is. Educators love their students and know better than anyone what they need to learn and to thrive. Hey, Jack, do you think Eva Grace's teachers know better than you know what Eva Grace needs to learn and to thrive? Absolutely not. Anybody here who's got a child think that your teachers know better what your kid needs than you do? Because the NEA thinks that. Your radical teachers' unions believe they know more about what your kids need than you do, and they are literally saying, we are co-opting the job of parenting from you and taking it on ourselves. They're tweeting it out loud. They're not even hiding it. Next, we will, this one, this one you're going to love, we will not stop fighting for our students at the ballot box, the bargaining table, school board meetings. And wherever decisions about them are made. Jack, they think they're their students. You see this? Our students and at school board meetings when parents come to say no CRT, no SEL, no CSE, no transitioning, no made up pronouns, no turning singular into plural, and plural into into non you know non English grammatical terms. None of that non- stuff. They're going to fight us on it wherever decisions about those kids are made. Bob,
1: they're saying they're saying the crazy shiz out loud. Yes, that's what they're doing. So uh, Senator Tim Scott. That's why I
0: pulled all I, these. I,
1: I, I tweeted this last week. He said we're we're putting parents back in charge of their kids' education. Uh, Rep. Eric Swalwell retweeted that. Sir <laughs> you know, farts a lot. Sir farts a lot. Uh, Please tell me what I'm missing here. What are we doing next? Putting patients in charge of their own surgeries? Clients in charge of their own trials? When did we stop trusting experts? This is so stupid. They said it. There it is. You as a parent have no damn clue what you're doing. We know better. And by the way, we're the same group of people who when we knew and the then director of the CDC said that kids were not vectors, we still pulled them out of school anyway and we lost decades of advancement. We actually will decrease the life expectancy of kids because that correlates with their uptake of reading and education. So they did that, uh, and they were so smart that they listened to industrial hygienists who said not only do masks not work, they're gonna cause harm, but they wanted masks on kids. Anyway,
0: these are the experts. So so
1: These are the experts. I am so damn tired Mm. of the experts.
0: These are experts at negotiating.
1: These are ep- experts at propaganda. These are experts at taking money out of paychecks and putting people in political office that advance their cause. It's not about kids. It's never been about kids, and damn it, it needs to be about kids from this moment going forward.
0: Well, and about their parents. I think equal. I think kids and their parents and their relationship. You can't
1: separate the two. But, but
0: I love the other thing I loved about that Swalwell quote you just gave me. He's equating teachers to surgeons. He's equating teachers to pilots. Wasn't it pilots flying planes? What was it? It was uh,
1: clients in charge of your attorneys, trials.
0: You know, I taught for six years, and I will throw my expertise on the mechanics of language, grammar, uh, writing composition, uh, uh, literature interpretation. I'll throw that up against anybody. I do feel like I'm an expert on those things. And you know what? I will say I will teach your kids about those things better than you can. But you know what I cannot do, and I will not do, and I should not do? And, and, and none of them should is teach their kids about what sex they think they might be and about whether or not they're confused about what, what their pronouns should be. Because you know what? That's mom and dad's business. And if I see any kind of that stuff going on while I'm teaching about nouns and verbs and, 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 and gerunds, if I'm teaching those things and I see those things happening, then I'm going to say we need to talk to mom and dad. Not, hey, shh, Johnny want to be Janie? Your secret's safe with me. We won't tell mom and dad at all. That's garbage. Um, Bruce, you got another one? Parents
1: are greater than the, the, than the NEA, said, said Roland Good. And uh, Catherine Hewitt <laughs> said, LOL, when did we stop trusting the experts? Huh, golly, wonder why. Yeah. So this, by the way, is, is what I kvetched about when we talked about public health. Uh, the trust in public health, all the advancements that public health made over 20, 30, 40 years, they were destroyed by Anthony Fauci. They were destroyed by people like Amy Acton, who were so far from reality as the East is from the West, that this is what happens. When you start touting yourself as an expert, people go, yeah, no, I had that once. Thanks.
0: Yep. Very true. Very true. Happy American Education Week. Here's one way to celebrate. Pledge to defend safe, just, and equitable schools for all students. Sorry, you just lost me there, too. Equity is equality of outcome, not of opportunity. And that means kids who study their A's off. Stu- that was kind of fun. That was kind of a cool way to do that, actually. Study their butts off to get A's. Um, and kids who don't study very hard at all, they have to have an equality of outcome. That's what equity is. In the same number of kids, no matter what color they are, what sex they are, what, uh, how tall they are, short they are, everybody has to have uh, the same outcome. I need a BS That's flag. what equity
1: is. I need a BS flag. This is so asinine they okay first of all if the NEA believed that then they would they would have absolutely no objection to giving equal funding to all kids everywhere regardless of what school that's
0: they right do. if they're looking for equity if they're looking
1: for equity that's start exactly right what. there <clears throat> they are so full of dung yeah. it is it is propaganda it is manipulation it is, uh, it, it, frankly, it's not human nature, and, and it's why capitalism works and communism doesn't. Because at the top in communism, you still have nefarious people who want it all. Yeah. They're just in control, and you don't have the ability to do Very anything well about said. it. Very well said. I
0: totally agree. I've got one last one, Bruce. Uh, not the Gettysburg one, but the Babylon B headline, which I, I find perfect here, because the schools, there are... Jack and smack talkers who are watching us... There are school board members in Ohio and around the country who are advocating for drag queens at every school. A drag queen story hour for every school. What does that mean? And this is a Babylon Bee article, and the Babylon Bee is satire, parody of course, but this is accurate. Drag queen story hour might as well just be called what it is. Men wearing lingerie want to spend more time with your kids. If it was under that title... If your school board or your principal or your teacher sent something home to mom and and dad saying, hey, mom and dad, please uh, sign this permission slip for Johnny and Joey and Janie and Jill to go and and watch males in lingerie um, teach them how to shake their asses and then then collect money for it. Sound good? Prior to this age of insanity, Jack, I I think I think the schools would burn. I think parents would be pitchfork and torch, uh, torch themselves all the way to the schools. And I'm not advocating for that, of course. But that's the response. And and now it's drag queen score story hour. How inclusive! Now let me let me. Do you know how dangerous that is to war? You know what that is, Jack? It's freaking grooming. It's grooming children into deviant alternative lifestyles for the benefit of a political movement.
1: So I, I want to pivot from Babylonian B, and I want to I want to say something that I, I wish was satire, but it's not. And I'm going to tell you, be careful with what you just said. Uh, Chris Rufo sent yep. out a, a nice article today, and uh, you know because here's what happens when you go against Drag Queen Story Hour like he did. Yeah. you get blamed for Paul Pelosi getting beaten over the head with. A of game. course, literally there was a there was a writer with Scientific American who blamed. Chris Rufo, in his position on Drag Queen Story Hour as an example of, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, stochastic terrorism. So Chris Rufo is a terrorist. Bob, you are a terrorist yeah. when, when you point out the obvious. Now, let me, uh, let me just sit in the middle of this because this is a great time to, to mention this. Today's episode is sponsored by the Freedom Foundation. The Freedom Foundation is the creator of optouttoday.com. The number one tool to free government employees from union bondage. Go to freedomfoundation.com to learn more and make a 501c3 tax-deductible contribution. And when you put talking smack in the subject line, they'll double that contribution. Love it.
0: Love it. And it is all about freedom. And I'll say this. Today's episode is also brought to you by Common Sense and Protection of Children. Because, Jack, I I, I put this on Twitter today. I will die on this hill of protecting kids from the grooming, the coercing, the recruiting into these strange deviant alternate lifestyles and identities, uh, um, uh, non-binary personalities, two-spirit personalities and all of these other things because what they're doing is creating a nation of kids who can then be manipulated into believing and doing anything. Well, if you teach a kid and force him to agree that males can have babies, that males can feed babies out and of their non-lactating a, chests. We don't have a
1: we don't have a, a, a breast formula shortage then. Yeah. Where right? are all those men with the pumps <laughs> if that's
0: true? Right. But if you teach them that and make them repeat it, then you can teach them anything. You can teach them that two plus two is five. You can teach them anything, and this is now mind control. I will die, I said it before and I'll I'll say it again, I will die on this hill or I will stand triumphantly on this hill looking down at the dead corpses of teachers' careers, particularly the NEA uh, teachers. This
1: This is a higher hill, but it's the same hill I was willing to die on and I'll die on this one with you. Uh, but to me it goes all the way back to COVID. it goes back to the time when we were being fed information that was accurate some of it was half half true and that information and scare tactics were used to control people that's the problem that i have we've stopped allowing adults to be adults and now we're attacking our kids and And putting them in a position where you said they'll believe anything. And by the way, we're going to have g Van Fleet on at some point and talk about where this really comes from and where it's headed. So I'm going to tease that episode. I'm not going to go any further than that. But let me also say this, and this might piss you off, Bob, but I think it's really important to say. Do I believe that nefarious people who want to be grossly close to our kids and 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 do awful things do i think that they can ride in on the coattails of what's going on and 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 try to do that i do believe that but here's the thing i'm going to say and i'm sure it's going to piss some people off but i think it needs to be said Uh, if somebody is lgbtq if somebody is gay It doesn't make them a groomer. And I think that's part of the danger with all of this. And I think that that's a hill that some folks that will die on that support same-sex marriage, that support lesbian or gay relationships, because they're going, look, that's a preference that I have. And uh, there are a lot of pissed off parents. I've talked to them um, who are in same-sex relationships who believe that what is being taught to our kids in education is absolutely disgusting and it's unethical and they're not going to stand for it. So the other there's a group
0: there's a group that's called like gays against groomers or gays against something it's something like that where you're right because they've been lumped into the alphabet soup of LGBTQXYZ put with the extreme yeah and now they're being labeled mm. as groomers and I don't
1: think that's fair either it goes back to what I said earlier well no that's why labels on things that's
0: why them coming out I mean they're trying to separate ourselves saying look we're gay. And we are we fine being ourselves. we are not going to try to convince anybody else to be gay, much less kids. and those who are doing this trans thing who are trying to convince little kids to, to switch their genders again, all for the purposes literally of grooming them into that lifestyle, um, we disagree with that so I, I salute the gay population that is just Overwhelmingly opposed to any of this grooming, recruiting, coercing. You know, you've got teachers who are literally trying to talk their kids into being something else. I, I don't know if we talked about this on day one of our first podcast or not, but you, they're, they're on, they're on TikTok. You know, libs of TikTok highlights them all the time, mm-hmm. but they're on TikTok and they're saying, "I've got 28 4th fourth-grade students. Fifteen of them have come out to me as trans." There is no statistical way in the history of any humanity that there are 15 kids there who have actual gender dysphoria. There are 15 kids there who are following their teacher's instructions and leads and trying to, to uh, trying to make teacher happy when they say, what are your pronouns? You know you don't have to just like boys. You can like girls, too. You know you don't have to just be a boy. You can be a girl some days if you want. They're grooming, 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 and it's dangerous. And if we don't step up and do something about it, and I'm glad there are allies of ours in the gay community. Who, you know, it's funny because they like to call themselves allies if you're LGBTQ and so forth. But there are literally gays, like you're talking about right now, who are livid over what the trans movement is doing yeah. to try to recruit these kids and coerce them into becoming something else. And I, to those people, I say thank you for the reason and common sense you live your life with.
1: There's no, look, where it's all going, and I will tease this a little more, where it's all going is that the goal is to divide and conquer. And, you know, it goes back mm-hmm. to red China, black China communist takeover. The goal is to divide and conquer us as a people to have control. And the minute that they can take away the ability to reason, the minute that they can take away objective reality, then government becomes God. And that becomes your objective. Let me put you on the spot and ask you a
0: question. Who's they? You say they want to divide and conquer. They want to take away objective reality. They, they, they. Who's they? Who's, people, that, who's at the, the core of this? Well, we're going to talk about that with G. G Van
1: Fleet. Um, I believe it's the communist movement. I believe that it's anybody who uh, would stand against capitalism and individual liberty. Um, and here's the problem with that. And, and people are going to go, oh, you're crazy, Jack. Yeah, I am. Okay, noted. However, it, it, there, are, there are some really bad people that can control useful idiots. And useful idiots really thought that they were saving grandma by wearing a mask. Useful idiots do a lot of things that they think are helping the common good. And at the end of the day, the useful idiots will, will get their, you know, their penny, right? And then they're tossed aside. The useful idiots are only useful to a degree. And then when they get in the way and what they stand for counts, and when they want to stand up for what they believe, they're discarded just like everyone before them. But the minute that you start taking away objective truth, you're in trouble you're absolutely in trouble because government becomes god and that's the end game government huge massive central decision making financial power the whole nine yards
0: we've got about three minutes left in our podcast if we stick to the hour jack um and i again we kind of suck uh (laughs) i know you've been looking at facebook a little bit but we didn't mention it like we're supposed to at the top of the 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 podcast we want to we want to incorporate your questions and comments into the discussion, and uh, yet here we are, three minutes to go. We haven't even looked at it yet, or at least talked about it out loud. Do you have anything you want to read? Yeah. Um, so I
1: think Lenny George said, you know, most of their funds come from membership dues. Talking about the National Education Association. Um, and there was a landmark Supreme Court case, by the way. That's I uh, was at Janus, I think. That said, yeah. yeah, they don't. You can opt out. You don't have you
0: to you, do that. You know one of the um, tough things, though, about this, and I learned this because I told you I taught, and I was actually a member of the OEA and the NEA uh, back in the early 1990s. The, the the difficult reason why a lot of teachers won't um, abandon the union and and not join and pay those dues and support this nonsense is the real fear the teachers have that they're gonna be accused of something and they're gonna need the, the union and the representation to go to bat. To go to bat for yep. them. The legal representation and the arbitration and so forth. Because yep. it's true, you know, if you're in your classroom a- after after school, you know, and a girl comes in and asks you for help and then she claims, He touched me, it's over he said, "She said, you know, believe all women and all everything else." So that's a legit fear that teachers have of being accused of things they didn't do in this day, they day and need age. The union, and so that's right, why many of fear. yeah. So we're stuck here because there's a lot of good yeah. teachers that don't believe in the crap that the NEA does, but they're members because they have to be.
1: Well, and, and look, I'm not necessarily anti-union. I come from a family where my grandfather was a union president in the, the tire and rubber industry. Yeah. So I understand. The need and the value of union. There is a value. And that is a fantastic example. Yeah. Sometimes the power... And the resources of the collective can help an individual who otherwise would be screwed. Right, I totally get that. But when you look at what's going on and you look at what they're funding, you have to scratch your head and go, "Do I want to be a part of that?" And you right. got to do your own risk-reward, you know, calculation. Um, I think uh, that anyone who uh, wait, I think they are anyone who wants power. Catherine says, "When people are afraid, they will follow, follow anyone who leads," and that's absolutely true. Agreed. Fear is a is a is a position where. Um, you know, relationships can be formed and subservient relationships prosper. Um, And then Bob France, 100 percent correct about the fear to leave the union, said Bridget Novak. Yeah. So, you know, you you struck a nerve there that that's a court of truth that, hey, you know, I would want the same thing. Like, you know, the world that we live in today, you don't have to look very far, by the way, Um, whether it's the weaponized FBI or whether it's, you know, um, a nefarious political figure who is afraid of your power and is afraid of your position, they can come after you. And I've had a lot of conversations with attorneys over the past couple of weeks. And, and they all say this, you'll win in the end, but you might go bankrupt in the process. Yep. And that's the whole, it's true. They want to bankrupt you.
0: That is, that is part of the goal. You got, is that the last one? That's it. All right. For our next podcast, it's going to be Thursday. It'll be the next time we're talking smack Thursday, seven o'clock sharp right here. We're still working on getting the actual podcast recordings uploaded so you can watch them after the fact and share them. Uh, so just know about that. And I'm just going to give a little teaser. I haven't even talked this over with Jack yet. But um, we got to talk about 24 now. And the reason why is because tomorrow there is an announcement coming from Arlaga. <laughs> yes, that may be the one that MAGA lovers all over the country have been waiting for, and that is Trump is coming back to reclaim his throne. He's going to make an announcement tomorrow. And that is also the announcement that many strong conservatives fear because they want to march forward with the Trump agenda, but without Trump in uh, being a part of it. So that announcement is coming tomorrow. Jack and I have a little bit of a disagreement and a little bit of a wager. One of us is going to be eating well on the other one's dime as to yep. whether or not Trump makes that announcement tomorrow. And it's going
1: to be Bob. Bob, you're going to be enjoying <laughs> a steak at my expense. Um, I'm taking the devil's advocate position today. I believed it when I first said it, but Donald Trump will announce tomorrow.
0: Oh, so you so you're you're coming over to the side now? Okay, gotcha. I, I
1: think that he will. Gotcha. I really think gotcha. that he will. When you look at yeah. some of the endorsements oh, the tea leaves he's are received, not even near. Um, And by <laughs> the way, one of the rumors is that Bob Paduchik will join uh, the Trump train. <laughs> Uh, I've also heard that Bob Paducek may s- somehow work with or for Mike DeWine. So that'll be interesting. If to If there see was a
0: reason for goes. me to dislike Bob Paducek any more than I already did, you just gave me two reasons. Um, so Thursday, we're going to want you to be a part of this. Seriously, on the Facebook stream part of this, who do you want in November of 2022? Who do you want to be your Republican nominee come summer of 2024? You want it to be Trump again? Are you in Desantis? Are you in Tim Scotland? Are you in uh, uh, Christie uh, Nome Land? Are you in uh, uh, Mike Pompeo Land? Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz. I mean, the list is very, very long and deep of of terrific uh, Republican conservative candidates. Do you want Trump to be the leader going forward? Do you want this to be our battle again, or do you, are you looking for fresh blood? So Jack and I will kick that around ourselves on our next uh, talking Smack, but we want you to be a part of that, too. So be thinking about it and drop your answers into that question whenever we get back on Thursday. Anything else, Jack?
1: That's all I have tonight, Bob.
0: All right. I'm Bob. No, and no, I get we did that badly. We're talking Smack. I'm Bob. And I'm Jack. See, we got to do it so it rhymes. You know, that's what makes us kind of cool. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on Thursday.
1: Thank you.